0: Welcome to Sit Down Startup Podcast. I'm Pedro.
1: And I'm Tara. So you found our podcast again. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We'll bring you conversations from fantastic entrepreneurs who are solving real problems, disrupting traditional business, and putting their customers at the center of their success.
0: We will match those leaders with Zendesk executives for a very casual coffee shop conversation. Because we all miss that. On this podcast, our interviews will dive deep into fascinating stories of leaders that are building business to serve a diverse customer base, turning customers into fans in every interaction.
1: On today's episode, our guest is Derek Anderson, CEO and co-founder of Bevy and Startup Grind. Startup Grind is the world's largest community of startups, founders, innovators, and creators, They bring like-minded yet diverse individuals together to connect, learn, and help each other during probably one of the most stressful times of their lives as they build a business. Derek is also the founder of Bevy, the platform that powers Startup Grind and other big tech players to build community initiatives for their users.
0: We match it, Derek, with Marcio Arnecki, VP of Marketing at Zendesk. Marcio has been with us for more than six years, leading regional marketing event strategy and community growth in many emerging markets, like Latin America and Asia-Pacific. A fun fact, he was also my first boss at Zendesk, so I'm super excited for this episode. In many times during the growth of the company, Marcio worked closely with startup Grind to grow Zendesk's presence globally between founders and startup enthusiastic. So it's going to be a very good conversation. Sit down and enjoy it.
2: I actually love to ask you a question. I would love to ask you, what's your favorite coffee shop drink?
3: You know, I am so boring in this regard because uh, when I was growing up, my parents would let me order drinks. So I just... I still kind of adhere to that. I just get water. So, I'm probably the obnoxious person asking for a free ice water or uh, maybe if I'm feeling, you know, really spendy, I might buy a bottle of water. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drink a boring, cold uh, bottle of water while you sip your... Tell What are you drinking?
2: Um, not even sparkling water, just like plain water. That's what you like. I guilted you into water. That's great. You give me into water. Yes, I, I, love, I love sparkling water, but I have to say these days, my favorite drinks not even coffee. It's a gin and tonic at the end of the day. So that's what I, I look forward to. So Derek, I, I only started by saying that uh, Zendesk and myself, you know, uh, really we're huge fans of Startup Grind. We have leveraged uh, your communities across the globe to connect with a lot of different people, uh, especially when we're building our company. Um, so I would love if you could uh, start by sharing a little more about why did you found the Startup Grind and the mission and your vision uh, for the organization.
3: Well, let me reciprocate that and say that we have always been huge fans of Zendesk and your team and everything that you all are building and the, the products that you provide. Uh, we started hosting events, uh, just a few friends in my office uh, in, in uh, the Bay Area. Uh, about 10 years ago. It was really not ever meant to be anything. It was just entrepreneurs and sort of people that were wanted to meet other people just getting together and helping each other. And the values of sort of giving more than you take, helping others first and making friends kind of got solidified in those early events. After about two years, the events started to get really big and people would come up to me after and say, hey, I'm not from Silicon Valley. Can I do this in my city? And you know, it really sounded like a bad idea to me originally. I thought, no one will want that. Why would you want that? What's, you know, kind of wrong with you? But it th- persisted. And so we decided to try it and, and it worked. And what I realized is that uh, much like myself, uh, entrepreneurs everywhere um, struggle with uh, the loneliness of starting a company, uh, the lack of resources, the inability or, um, you know, just lack of knowledge to know what to do to be successful. And so Startup Grind, which now has 600 chapters in more than 120 countries with millions of entrepreneurs, educates and inspires and connects them with other people that can support them on their journey. And, uh, and it started just with a few of us doing it, and, and now uh, we're doing it uh, all across the world.
2: Yeah, so it's uh, all about connecting people, uh, building a community. I think that that's absolutely interesting and important uh, for uh, entrepreneurs, but also for companies, B two B companies that are trying to connect their customers. Right? Uh, you co-founded Bevy uh, as well, a community event uh, software platform. Uh, is that a correlation between Startup Grinder and Bevy? Uh, could you give us a bit of background?
3: Yeah, Bevy uh, helps uh, power and, and scale some of the largest uh, virtual and event companies in the world, and and what we uh well, what happened with startup is we got to be about 100 cities and we were really struggling to scale and the tools that were available were totally inadequate and so my co-founder and I we decided to just solve our own problem and about 5 years ago we built a tool really only for startup grind and um and once we onboarded ourselves our growth started to take off and we showed it to other people and then they started asking if they could use it. And so, um, you know, today we uh, power communities for companies like uh, Atlassian or Asana or Duolingo and help them really scale in what we call c to c marketing or customer-to-customer marketing, empowering and enabling your customers to be your greatest Advocates for you, and um, this is what we did with Startup Grind, and, and now this is done at, at many of the largest companies around the world.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to create those communities. Uh, what are some of the key benefits you believe on building these communities, especially for companies that are starting now or are growing, uh, especially for companies going through what we're going through right now?
3: I'll tell you the altruistic reasons for doing it, just the good. Good reasons for the world to do it, and then I'll tell you what the good business reasons are for doing it. the The, the good reasons for the world is that no time in the history of mankind uh, or humankind has have have people been more lonely than they are today, and that was pre COVID. Um, Post COVID world, this problem is dramatically worse than it, than it was even a few months ago. So you know, people have lost human connection. Um, they are you know they are there's this revolt that was happening before uh, of digital that you know people just aren 't getting out of digital what they hope to get out of it, and I think we 're experiencing that more and more now the The wonderful thing about communities is it in building a community is a way to bring similar valued people together under a common thread of you know of interests or beliefs or um you know, our shared passion uh, or business pursuits and to give you people to experience life with that can support you. So for Startup Grind, it's entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, for Zendesk's amazing community, it's, it's business owners and people building businesses um, and, and, and trying to find business solutions. Um, and for Duolingo, it's people learning languages. Um, and so, you know, I think just generally, it's a good thing to do in the world to to help people find more connectivity and to be less lonely. That's something I'm excited about um, you know, being a part of. From a business case, uh, building a community makes a lot of business sense because what happens is when you enable your customers to speak on your behalf and to go out there and, and fight for you and and you give them a brand to help them in their lives, uh, you know, word of mouth is the most powerful form of marketing. But you can't really, uh, you know, engineer word of mouth. A lot of times you can get lucky and be viral, but you know, none of us, not a lot of us aren't that lucky. So how do you engineer word of mouth? Um, how do you engineer customer acquisition? And what we found with, with companies that do community building really well, it's the, uh, it's the cheapest form of pipeline creation. It's the cheapest form of building retention inside of your product. And, um, expansion inside of your product and those aren't just my numbers those are we've seen these numbers um from huge companies uh you know put this out but uh, from a business from a business case if your goal is acquisition if your goal is retention if your goal is in, is um you know getting more business from existing customers community has proven time and time again to be the cheapest most reliable most sure way to do that and so um but it's also a really good thing to do.
2: Yeah, it's a great thing to do. I manage a marketing team at Zendesk, um, the head of Americas, uh, and I've been with Zendesk for seven years. So in the early days, how we uh, acquire more uh, customers is really through building communities in specific cities and areas where we did not have much of a reach, uh, but we had some great customers in those areas, just organically. So by building those communities, we're able to meet other Uh, like-minded entrepreneurs in those regions. So that was incredibly important for us as Zendesk, but for me as a marketer, as one of those great tools that I could leverage uh, at a very low cost, to be honest, to build that community. And I believe that there's uh, uh, other companies should be leveraging sort of the same strategy.
3: What what I love about Zendesk community is that when you all set out to attack this problem, it's obvious that you took... Um, the design of that program around how do we help our customers, how do we genuinely help these people and and you can tell because of the way the program is structured and the details of it it 's very for somebody that just lives and breezes it's it 's completely obvious hearing of you know seeing it for the first thirty seconds i can that 's an obvious thing most people don 't do it that way, and I think um you know, and I think that's driven by your team, by your founders who really care about it deeply. They're not think, they don't think about it from a, oh, how much money are we going to make out of this? They're, they're thinking about it from an area, it will make money. But they're thinking about it from an area, of, this is just good for our customers. This is good for our people. We're just going to do it. And, um, and the rest of it will kind of work out. And I think we've seen that with the very best communities, They've, they kind of take that same approach.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. It connects people and it connects those people to your brand right? You're absolutely right. We are here to educate and support, and it creates the connection with the brand, which is incredibly helpful as you're building uh, your strategy or your brand uh, in certain markets. Um, Switching gears a little bit, but in the same topic, uh, um, COVID has changed a lot of things, especially for events. You just mentioned that you have a number of communities from the startup grinder perspective across the world, uh, and so does the desk uh, across the world. How how things have changed for you now uh, that everything is now online?
3: Yeah, so we we're we've very much been staunch in person people and a, a community. We've just of said we're not going to do a lot online. We're going to do everything in person and and sort of the old fashioned way. Um, and then starting in February, you know, we had one event in Beijing, China, that was a virtual event uh, for for probably obvious reasons why it happened there. You know. Nowhere else in the world did that. Everywhere else was still doing in person, or maybe canceling some of the events at the end of the month. Um, and then, uh, you know, starting and then leading to April, uh, Startup Grind did 250 virtual events in 250 different communities, um, led by 250 different organizers or chapter directors inside of Startup Grind. Um, we've seen this happen all across the board with the companies that we work with, uh, and. You know, um, I've heard people say, uh, you know, a month or a month and a half ago saying, hey, I'm an in-person person. person, I'll just kind of wait, wait this out. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we we say, look, well, so are we. But, uh, you know, actually at our core, we're just community builders. So people need us, you know. And I I, I, um, I got on recently with a a bunch of chapter leaders at a a well-known company. uh, And they were kind of a little bit down. And they were sort of like, well, we've been doing these events and... You know, I don't know about this this whole virtual thing. And it just explained like people inside these communities like the the needs this needs that you serve before are just as, are 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 bigger now. And the the beauty of building a virtual community is that you can do it at a much bigger scale, much faster. You can sit in your garage, uh, where I am today and you can build it from there without having to get on a plane. And um and actually again, the business case uh, more people will actually attend, more RSVPs, better data, better tracking around those those people that are attending. All of those things, you know, post, pre event survey data, all that stuff, like the engagement's higher all across the board. Um, so, you know, at Bevy, we've completely shifted uh, in the last two months and uh, uh, to helping people build end to end virtual communities, um, not just. I mean, no one's doing in-person anymore. 1% of our events right now are in-person and 99% are virtual. And we're t- applying those principles that we learned at Startup Grind, the methodology, the IP uh, around that, and we're applying that now to virtual and having uh, really spectacular results. Here's a number. Uh, Startup Grind in April of last year hosted about four or 5,000 people. Um, in April of this year, all virtual events, we had 40,000 people watch those events. Oh, wow. Uh, so you know the, the scale and the reach has um, dramatically shifted and we'll be ready for in person as soon as we're allowed, but in the meantime, we're gonna keep building community.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Um, there's a spec of going online that there's no more borders, there's no more state lines, that those communities are coming together from all across the world, honestly. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, I think one of the challenges perhaps, is how to build that community at scale, you know, where people want to connect on one-on-one, but you still, uh, 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 but you need to build, you know, things more at scale these days, uh, which I think is an interesting challenge. Uh, do you think, do you do you feel that things will change over time, or do you think that this is a change we should be, uh, that things will never be the same? Uh, uh, what's your perspective on that?
3: Well, I host a 10,000-person conference every year, and I don't think it's ever going to be the same for that. Um Uh, we may never host it again. I don't know. Um, You know, uh, again, our mission at Startup Grind, and I think we sort of retreat back to the core of what we are. So our mission at Startup Grind has been to educate every entrepreneur in the world around the banner of values that we have. The mission at Bevy has been to um, power communities for every company in the world and help them, help them scale a C2C program. C2C, customer-to-customer marketing, it doesn't have to be in person. It can be virtual. It can be probably five other things we haven't thought of. Um, and so I think, you know, again, with Startup Grind, 4,000 in person, 40,000 virtually, that actually is lines, aligns perfectly with our mission. Um, uh, with Bevy, like, again, we just want to help people scale these communities. It aligns with the core mission and uh so you know i I can't predict the future, and nobody can and and look, every day in March seemed worse than the day before uh but you know we're finding ways to help our customers uh to thrive during this environment and it's very challenging, and it's taking i mean i've never I haven't worked this hard in five or six years uh and uh um and and you know and our, we have people that we love that are struggling a lot, lot more than I am. But, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to support them. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can all thrive in this new environment, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's here for the near midterm at a minimum rest of the year. I mean, I, I talked to somebody that runs a huge, massive revenue revenue generating conference. And they said, I don't know that we're going to go back to that for three years. So, you, you know, you got, you got to, let's buckle down. This isn't going anywhere. You know, let's, let's get running quickly so that we can, you know, we can solve the problems we have.
2: Now, that, I, I agree The the market has changed. And uh, you had a great point where you're here uh, uh, to support your customers, uh, Bevy's customers as well, to make sure they are successful. They're still building communities, but from an online perspective and things will change and evolve. Uh, and we're all going to, Learn from it, uh, but that's another beautiful community, right? We're all talking, we all communicate, and we're all sharing our experiences as we learn more or how to to think of new strategies for the future. Absolutely. So I actually I would love to ask a question. You're a successful entrepreneur. Uh, Startup grind is a great it's a great project. A very successful company. Do you have any? What do you attribute uh, uh, your success?
3: Yeah, I this is something I think a lot about. Um I sort of feel a little uncomfortable when you say that about me. I, I appreciate it. I don't feel that I like I wouldn't describe myself as a great entrepreneur. I wouldn't describe myself as my companies as being very successful. Um I, I'm I'm grateful for where we're at and and it's better than where I came from. Um but I like the success for me sort of starts somewhere outside. Like, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't want my wife and kids to hate me. That's sort of the first, that's sort of my first, like, objective. And that that needs to be resolved, first and foremost. Because, you know, there's lots of famous, successful people whose kids hate them. And I have four children, and I hope for them not to hate me someday. And so, uh, I try to, like, that's, like, your business will fail. Do you want your kids to hate, like, your kids hopefully won't hate you. You know what I mean? Um... So I'm trying to like, I don't want that to happen. That is ultimately is success. It's not uh, like there's other things I would like. Um, look for Startup Grind. Uh, I hope it's an enduring community. And this is a good test with COVID because we're having to completely change our identity. But uh, I hope Startup Grind is along, uh, around for when my kids are starting companies and that something that they would use. Um, and I hope I hope for Bevy that... You know, the, the interesting thing about Bevy is we've kind of had this exponential impact on other people's businesses because of what we learned with Startup Grind. So it's been really fun. I love building my own community, but boy, to jump in with really smart, incredible companies and help them build theirs, it's like, wow, we just had an impact on millions more people by just using our software or, or having these conversations. So we want to build a big business with it. We want to employ a lot of people and take care of their fa- help take care of their families. And we want to help our champions get promoted inside their companies and to make them, you know, really important. So, um, ultimately when I, when I was leaving college, my sister's like, what do you want to do for a job? And I said, I, I just, I don't know. I don't care. I just want to have fun. She's like, well, that's not work. You can't do that. And so I, I was like, well, I think you can. So I went to work for a video game company cause that seemed really fun. But I realized what I realized is like, actually, you don't need to like be working on a fun product or a clever like you know video games or something like. I love Nike shoes, so I don't have to go work at Nike to have fun. Like the people you work with, are you learning? Um, you know, is your is your rate of learning very high? And um, and are you you know are you creatively satisfied? That's that to me is really fun. As long as I keep doing that and taking care of the people that are with me on this earth, on this earth journey with me. Uh, then I think I, you know, will have done what I'd hoped to do.
2: You know, it's great that you describe, uh, everything you describe it has to do with building communities in a sense, of connecting with people. And that's basically the core of your business. So that's fantastic. It reflects, you know, success reflects what you do what you like and you enjoy. So that is really great. Um, I sort of want to wrap up our conversation here by asking you, what is next for Bevy?
3: Well, we are going very deep into virtual community building. And we've seen a lot of success in April and in May with our customers uh, finding new ways to do this. And we recently announced um, additional funding and, uh, and this sort of major shift um, I- into this virtual world, the new reality that we live in. And so I think helping people scale their C2C communities um, in new and engaging ways. At the moment, it's we're all in on virtual, and it's it's uh, the results are sup- really surprising to an old, very hardcore event person like myself. And so um, I, I don't know how much higher it can go, but you know, digital is is you know that the, there is no limit to a digital message, and so uh, I'm excited to see companies that we work with see their community scale in ways that we never thought possible. That's that's what we've seen just in the first couple of months after COVID. So hopefully more of that will keep happening.
2: Yeah, that makes sense for someone like me that also lives and breathes events as part of our strategy. I'm also excited to see uh, the changes and excited to see how much we can open our communities and get more people together from across the board. So that's great. Um, well, Derek, Thank you so much for your time. I hope I can meet you in person, actually. Absolutely. I hope we can meet in person soon for a gin and tonic or a glass of water uh, in San Francisco support.
3: Thank you so much for having me. And and thank you for all the years of supporting Startup Grind. Um, you know, Mikkel was the your CEO. Uh, he was, to my knowledge, he's the first person to speak at Startup Grind on three continents. And, um, you know, we always wish people would do that. And he took the initiative himself and and your team in driving that. And he spoke in Australia and Singapore and in Germany and in Madison, Wisconsin of all places. And so, uh, you know, he, I think you all, again, are community builders at your core and that has had a really positive impact on Startup Grind uh, over the years. And so we're grateful to, grateful to be here with you and to, to talk about this and, and excited when we can get together in person.
0: It's impressive to see the growth of Startup Grind and how Derek and the other chapters owner are bringing people together in these difficult times. It's even more impressive that a software business was originated by the community it serves.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Pedro. And what stood out to me was that Derek built Bevy out of a pain he and his team were experiencing firsthand at Startup Grind. That's what makes this story unique and inspiring. Also, you can clearly see the benefits of a strong community and I think it's something we've all come to appreciate during the pandemic, and something that's valuable at all times. Derek learned that other Startup Grind members shared his pain, and it was the validation he needed to build Bevy.
0: When you can share your problem with others, you can fast track a solution. Building a startup is a very hard job. You don't need to do it alone. I'd like to thank Derek. It was great to have him on the podcast. What did you think of this episode? If you like it, don't forget to rate us on your podcast of choice. Maybe you can even share this episode with a friend. Keep us posted, we will love your feedback. In our next episode, we'll sit down with Elisa at Timeshift. Elisa will share how she became a chief brand officer after starting her career as a support advocate.
1: And when Pedro and I are not recording this podcast, we are part of Zendesk for startups. If you're a startup, go to www.zendesk.com forward slash startups and sign up to join our program.
0: Qualified companies get six months free of Zendesk software for customer support, sales and customer engagement teams.
1: They also get connected with our exclusive community of leaders and partners who are changing the landscape of customers' experiences. Talk to you next time.
0: Stay hungry.